Hi guys and welcome to episode 11 of The Dreamer's Disease. My name is Alex and on each episode we'll hear the inspirational story of someone who's out in the world and creating their own lane and really following their passions. On this episode I'm joined by Tara who's the 24 year old co-founder of Misfits Nutrition which is a startup protein supplement company which is directly targeted at women. During the chat we talk about everything from how they tailored their products for the female market, why their packaging is so important, how they came up with a brand and the identity, how they've sourced influencers to help build their brand and community, why building the community is so important to them and so big and has been so successful for their brand the setbacks that she's found along the way and also her tips on how to stay connected and present within within the moment and really stay in tune with yourself. As ever, before we jump into the episode, you can find out more by heading to thedreamersdisease.co.uk or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram just by searching Dreamers Disease and also head over to iTunes and make sure you search Dreamers Disease and hit that subscribe button. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the episode and hear Tara and the Misfits story. Hi guys, so I'm joined by Tara, who is the co-founder of Misfits Nutrition and a fitness entrepreneur. Hello. You could call me that, hello. How are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Um, Thank you for joining me today. Um, So just to start with, I I know I kind of already just did it, but can you tell us a bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Tara, I'm the co-founder of a startup called Misfits Nutrition. So Misfits Nutrition launched in June 2016, so just over a year ago. And we are a startup in the health and wellness space. So basically we make protein supplements, that's essentially what we do. Um, But we do it very differently to a lot of the brands that are out there at the moment. Um, A lot of people say it's a very saturated market. Why have you gone into this space? And essentially, we're on a mission to make protein the norm for active women. So um, myself, this is a reason why we started the company. And a lot of like millions of girls up and down the country and across the world, I would think, are afraid of protein because there's so many misperceptions and, you know, ideas of what protein is, what protein does um, as a supplement. And as a result, females are afraid to take it because they think that it's going to make them big and bulky like the guys that you see in the gym um and yes of course there's products that are tailored for guys but there were never really products that were tailored for women except for the weight loss meal replacement type products yeah and we've seen this change in narrative in the fitness industry towards a strong not skinny hashtag strong not skinny which is girls loving working out going to the gym trying out different types of sport and as a result of it needing really good quality sports nutrition products um but never having anything that they can turn to so as a brand we wanted to fill that gap amazing and as you just said just celebrated your first birthday as misfits how did you celebrate we celebrated with a (laughs) our digital manager is also a recipe creator teffy and she made an amazing protein cake using our protein it was really cute really delicious but yeah we've been going for just over a year um which is really exciting we launched into holland and barrett a few months ago um in our our vegan protein sachets um hope to kind of launch more products with them early 2018 and then we've got some really exciting retail opportunities with supermarkets big health chains um because i think they've all sort of identified that you know there's there's products out there for men um and there really needs to be more 
more products out there for these active women. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they choose Misfits. <laughs> hopefully so. Because uh, what struck me the most about coming across your product was what you touched on was the fact that it was a brand of protein and products that were directly for women. Because a lot of the stuff you see is like, you know, big like three kilo pots of protein for men and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So what, what did you feel was so important or what why did you feel like there was a product missing in that lane mm-hmm. and that you could step in and fill it mm-hmm. what was the kind of passion behind that yeah so um a few different things so you're right the packaging on these male focused products are really intimidating for women three four five kilo tubs that sit on shelves and in these supermarkets or stores and girls are they're just so overwhelmed they have no idea what's in them they have no idea what to do with them so as a consequence they're just not going to take them um and actually if we break down the ingredients of that that protein it has a lot of protein per serving it has a lot of carbohydrates has a lot of sugars mm-hmm. fats and artificial sweeteners and for a guy that is wanting to build in bulk great mm. but for a girl who's wanting to lean and tone yeah. you know it's just it's just a no-go for them um and so basically our products are we say they're perfectly portioned so each serving is um under 90 calories and it's got negligible so pretty much no sugar fats and very low carbs so you can just stir it in a smoothie stir in your porridge you know it's there's so many different ways yeah. that you can take it um and we use like the premium premium protein because it's what women want we have amazing vitamins and minerals in there so it's not going to make you feel bloated and heavy a lot of girls struggle with digestion so we've put digestive enzymes in there so that it just is really easily absorbed um i I mean i could list all of the all (laughs) the vitamins and minerals but you've got like zinc and bamboo for your skin hair and nails Mm. um b12 and green tea extract for energy and it's just stuff that girls want you know, guys go to the gym, they get their stuff done, they have their shake, they go home. It's yeah. just like, it's just, it is what it is. But for girls, they need more guidance. They need to know that what they're putting in their body is, is you know, the premium ingredients and the most, the purest yeah. on the market. Um, but also they're still conscious of the calories, the sugars, the carbs, the fats. So by stripping those out and perfectly portioning them um, in our vegan or our way, you're you're really appealing to that woman who wants to just enhance her fitness journeys because protein is so important post-workout you work out your muscles break down and we all know how important it is to get protein into your muscles and repair and replenish but you need the right types of protein Mm. and that's basically what misfits is is all about for women yeah and i guess you said, like you said, there's a big difference between men and women in terms of what they want to consume. And with men, it's like they want to go for the bulky stuff. And with women, like you said, they want to be more in tune with what they're putting into their body. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can incorporate all these different ingredients that are good for your hair, your nails and stuff, you know, obviously really appeals to women. But you also mentioned the calorie count. Mm-hmm. How important was that factor yeah. in terms of keeping that down yeah. when, you know, coming up with the product? Yeah, really important. So... The, pre, the, the optimum time to have a shake is after a workout because it's going to repair and replenish. However, food is fuel and you always, I mean, you, I'm sure you've, you've had this experience. You go to the gym on an empty stomach and you can't train properly because you're weak. Mm. And 
So it's a great thing to have before a workout. But again, you don't want to have a big meal before a workout because then you're going to feel full. So by having a shake that's only 90 calories, it's just that quick protein boost. Again, you know, we're talking about having a sachet or having a scoop of our protein in so many different ways. It's it, it's a lifestyle choice. So it's, as I mentioned before, making it in your pancakes, having it in your breakfast, having it as a snack on the go, 4 p.m. mid-afternoon slump, have one of our shakes. It maintains that blood yeah. sugar balance. You'd have to have a chocolate bar because actually you crash after a mm. half an hour. And by, you know, giving women something that is lowering calories it's not about calorie counting but it's an addition it's a supplement we're still saying eat three meals a day and it's it's not adding that much it's only adding goodness and 16 to 19 grams of protein um and you know women have these perceptions i was one of those women that had those negative connotations when it came to protein so we need to break down the barriers and rebuild them and you can't break them down and rebuild them if you've got something that's full of calories and full of of crap basically yeah Yeah. and also i find the name is genius in itself because it's obviously like a a bit of a double entendre in the sense that misfits so girls who want to be fit but also Mm -hmm. misfits in the sense that you're different to the other products that are out in Mm -hmm. the in the world yeah and i think that's a really strong thing that caught my eye but also the stuff you're saying about you know what we've already spoken about the nutrition values and etc etc but what what's your kind of your history, your past, how did you get into this? Because you mentioned on the way up here that you you did a master's in broadcast journalism, mm-hmm. was it? So, you know, what was your path from going to the whole uni thing to then yeah. getting interested in, in fitness and yeah. this kind of well-being? So world? I went to Leeds University to do an undergrad in politics. Thought I wanted to be a politician, worked in Westminster, worked in Washington, D.C. And I was yeah. like, this is not for me. This is far too boring. So then I thought well, what about the news side of things, broadcast journalism, that sounds really interesting. So I did a master's in that. And during my master's year, I learned so much. Meanwhile, whilst I was at uni in my undergrad, I did not go to the gym. I lived in a house of eight girls. I was eating and eating and eating and drinking every single day, putting on like loads of weight and just feeling crap all the time. So then I left and started to get into the gym during my master's year. Um... And during my master's year, I was doing broadcast journalism, so I was learning an incredible amount of skills that I now apply to my job every day when I've got sales meetings, yeah. meeting people, um, you know, team team building skills, all those sorts of things. Thought I wanted to be a news reporter, worked for ITV, and it was great, but it was so depressing because it was when Brexit was happening yeah. and it was when the shootings in America were happening. Loads of things were going on, and... It just was, I was just like, I'd rather be watching this on TV. I don't want to be working in this every single day. And at the same time, I'd always been passionate. Since I started my broadcast journalism course and I started to realize about lifting weights, Mm -hmm. trying different types of exercises in the gym. I was with Kira. She was really, really helping my journey. Um, And I'd always been into health and fitness from then. And eating, eating well, I've got a food blog and I love cooking healthy meals. And um, that kind of kept me on track. And then I I just thought, there's just not a brand out there that I can just enhance my journey. F- supplements, why do I not take supplements? I spoke to one of my friends, Henry, and he's like 100 kilos. He's just, he's a big bodybuilder. 
and he always took protein and I was like why can't I take protein I'm not going to take what you take and he was like it's funny actually like I've been thinking the same thing I've got a lot of females in my family and another friend of ours Jacob you know we all kind of he he was doing sales at Metcalf's the the popcorn brand Um, and we all sort of had this idea and we were like should we just do it like let's just go for it and they were like yeah so I they started it I was finishing my master's um finished and then we just sort of went into it with like different passions about health and fitness for different reasons um I'm not a nutritionist I'm not a personal trainer we work with nutritionists and we work with PTs for content for our online Mm -hmm. for when we're developing products um but we just had this passion and we just ran with it yeah and after you guys had sort of come up with the idea and decided to go for it, what was the process you took instead of, obviously, like I said, you're not a nutritionist, so you, did you have to meet up with nutritionists? How did you come up with the recipe? Mm-hmm. How did you come up with the name, the mm-hmm. branding? Mm-hmm. What was your kind of process behind all of that? Yeah, so, yeah, you talk about misfits um, as a bit of a play on words. So the first thing was obviously coming up with a brand, misfits. You know, you, you're, you're fit, you're a, you're a girl. But... Yeah, it is a play on words because women need help in the gym. They're perhaps, you know, they need that guidance and, and help along the way. And that's kind of the the take that we took. And it's literally just, people always say, how did you come up with the name? And I was like, misfit, you know, <laughs> there's not really much to it. Yeah. So that was that. And then we just, you know, started to come up with our hashtags, make every sweat count, making it very accessible for women, making women feel empowered and inspired to go to the gym not to be afraid of the gym giving them you know tips and hacks and techniques for kind of just choosing a healthier lifestyle with our products um so that was the branding side of things and then when it came to making the products henry's our operations director so he sources um suppliers um who make fitness nutrition products we were really really lucky to get the most incredible factory on board it's all made in the uk um and in their team they have a team of nutritionists who you know obviously qualified and they help to make the product so we kind of give them a a a spec yeah we want a natural protein powder we want a vegan and a whey option what can you come up with we're in the process of developing Mm -hmm. a snack so an on-the-go snack because we know that you know protein's a cupboard staple yeah um but if you're out and about, yeah. you want to buy a snack or, or a drink, that sort of thing. Um, and then we do have uh, a Harley Street nutritionist who's kind of our celeb nutritionist yeah. endorser. She's called Rhiannon Lambert. She's really, really great. And she does our PR. She writes for us. She's a huge believer in the product. She recommends us to a lot of her clients on Harley Street as a, as a protein boost in your diet. Often women aren't getting enough protein through natural foods. Guys can eat as much chicken, eggs and fish as they want in a day, but girls struggle to, mm-hmm. to get that in. Um, and she she's great for us on social media. Um, so yeah, we, you have to find the right people to work with. But we are lucky because we have influencers who back the brand. We A lot of people that back the brand because the product is, so, is such good quality. Mm. So yeah. And how do you source your influencers? Where do you connect with them and get mm-hmm. them involved in in the brand yeah so i am 24 nearly 25 um which is crazy considering we've you know we've just started this business but it's actually great because we're, we're all young and we've all got these yeah. fun slash some of them are mental ideas and we just roll with the ones that we think work 
So I do sales, but I also do a lot of the marketing community and partnerships. And from the beginning, you know, it's really just, I do have some friendships with some of the bloggers in London, which I was lucky to have just because I've always been into going to fitness classes yeah. and, and kind of met them along the way at events. Um, but you, you send them products, you, you know, if they like it, then they post about it. There's this whole kind of influencer marketing world now. And we're very lucky that we've got a really good network of girls who genuinely take the product every day and therefore post about it on their Instagram story, post about it in recipes. Um, They're always needing to post content. We do a lot of filming with them. We do workout videos. We do recipe creation. They give us recipe creation. We've got a Misfits magazine online, so they'll contribute lifestyle pieces to that. And it's just like making Misfits more than just a product. Misfits is, is a community. It's a lifestyle. And I think these girls really have you know, bought into the lifestyle because it's so genuine um, and just want to stay a part of it. Yeah. And as a group of young people who have kind of gone out and just set up this company and gone with the kind of, let's get a product made, let's start, you know, shipping it, let's start be- speaking to people. It's, it's obviously quite a lot of work. And I'm guessing you coming out of union, you know, I'm not sure the other guys' situations, but I'm guessing there wasn't loads and loads of money to start with. So how did you fund yeah. everything to get the ball rolling? Yeah, so it was very much from the beginning built on a shoestring budget. Our first website was fine. <laughs> it was like a functioning online shop. But again, like we didn't have all the money in the world set up. We had to be very conservative with our decisions. Um, and we we managed to get investment from at the beginning um, so we have a couple of investors who are in the food and drink industry who believed in the brand and from there it started to grow. Yeah. But again, we're still a startup. So, you know, with the opportunities on the horizon, it's very exciting because, you know, we hope to, to build bigger and bigger. But you've got to be, you know, you've got to be mindful that you've not got all the money in yeah. the world. And that's why we work with people who genuinely love the brand because, they're not asking for loads of money because mm. we don't have loads of money to give them. Yeah. Um, but we know that retailers see what great product we are. Holland and Barrett have, you know, have taken yeah. taken our sachets, um, and we're doing great online. Like we're we we've got a new website now, and it's a really good website. And we you know we're growing online month on month. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is all a learning process, but it's it's exciting. I think if something was to blow up overnight, then you know, it's it's good to work for it because when we have the, the big wins and the highs, yeah. it's so exciting. Yeah. And we come out of meetings and we're like, oh my God, like we could be in, I'm not going to say because I don't want to jinx yeah, it, course. but you know, um, and working towards those goals yeah. and, and seeing where the future lies for us really. I'm guessing it's not always been plain sailing either. I mean, it all sounds like everything's going really well when everything's kind of gone to plan so far as much as it can. But what setbacks have you had along the way and what things have you learned in the the year that you've been sort of mm-hmm. around as a company? Oh, we, I mean, we launched with four flavors and naturally a couple of the flavors are going to do better than others. So we've got a load of some of the flavors left and, you know, we, we've realized that there's certain ingredients that, you know, we should be using, changing products, um, new product development, going with one product, not the other one, and then starting to develop a product, and then after two months being like, 
shit, we should have gone for the other one. Sorry mm. for swearing. Um, <laughs> that That's a setback. Um, you know, we, we have a retail meeting nine months ago and then something only just comes through nine months later and they're big beasts and they have a lot of work on yeah. and we're, you know, a startup. So for us, we will do everything and anything to get onto a shelf, but they're not rushing to put us on the shelf because yeah. they've got thousands of products in their store. Mm. Um, often retailers do, because the sports nutrition isn't like food and drink where it's convenience every single day, they have what they call range reviews. So it will go live in Sainsbury's, for example, yeah. every March. So then we'll have a meeting with them in June and they'll be like, you just missed it, sorry. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Well, that's locked in now for the next year. So you're not, you know, they're not yeah. going to even consider you for another. And it's and and, and it's learning when, when those when those time frames are and when you need to get in touch with the retailers, not bombarding the retailers, you don't want to annoy them. Um, but also you're so passionate. So it's it's getting a fine balance, but being so passionate that that they know that, you know, you're the real deal. Yeah. Um so yeah, we have had setbacks, but we're all very positive people and and I think the highs are are, are so great. So we just work through them. Yeah. And what's what's the battle like with the competitors, for example, mm -hmm. you know, there are a few out there who are obviously a bit bigger or a bit more well-known and mm -hmm. stuff. So how do you, how do you find that battle? I say, you know, the term battle loosely, obviously, but with them and trying to get yourself yeah. into this, yeah, into, into the space as much as they are yeah. and, and kind of on the shelves that they're on and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you look at the Maxi Muscles and yeah. the Optimum Nutrition and they've been around for a long time. Yeah. So they are like the big beasts of the protein world. Um, we hope to one day be the leading sports nutrition brand for women. We, you know, the female brands out there at the moment are the Slim Fast and the Slimming Worlds. They've yeah. been around for a long time. Yeah. But what we say is we're creating a new category. So you've got the men the bulking products and you've got the slimming products but you've not got anything for women mm. we actually will sit more alongside the male products than the slimming products because we really don't say that we're we're not meal replacements or weight loss at yeah. all so we are driving a new category we've we've done a lot of research into growth in the industry like turnover and it's being driven by these active women yeah because it's stagnated for men because they know what they're doing and perhaps the slimming world type products the women that were taking those are thinking mm, you know is this working like yeah. three shakes is this even worth it like what <laughs> i want to eat um and as a result these women are really driving the growth they're getting more into the gym they're more into the health and fitness fitness is becoming cool yeah. you know going for for a gym class and a, and, a, and a shake or a gym class and food is is sometimes better than going for a drink after work yeah, yeah. i don't know the mentality is perhaps changing and we are we are in a competitive space, but I believe that we are ahead of the curve when it comes to this. We're, we're a niche brand, mm. niche type of products for a specific sector of yeah. women, but women make up fifty percent of the population. Yep. So you know, hopefully, we will we will be there with those big brands one day. I find it fascinating how, as you mentioned, there is has been this huge kind of swing in terms of it being a lot, a lot cooler for women to, you know, the, the whole men thing, it's very like alpha male, go to the gym, get bulky. It's always been kind of cool in inverted commas, 
but for women it seems to be becoming more and more of a popular thing and it's more of a trend well, why do you reckon that's kind of started to happen in the last kind of I don't know few years yeah. how, however long it's been um I mean for me not only is working out a release of of, of stress but and it's not just about the way you look it's the way you feel. Mm. It makes you feel strong and it makes you have a clear head and it makes you, you know, just like have a purpose. You lift 20, you squat 20 kilograms one week. Mm. Let me do 25 next week and it's setting goals. Um, and I think, I mean, I'm not a guy, so I can't speak for guys, but <laughs> yeah. I think girls need, need those goals. Yeah. And I say to a lot of my friends, you know, I know you might think I'm crazy going to the gym five times a week. I do give myself a couple of rest days, but I can promise you that if you do the same, yeah. you will feel amazing. You know, it's naturally you're gonna you're gonna tone up, you're gonna shape up, you're gonna lose weight or define or do whatever you want with your body. But it's that it's that mentality and it's you know it's it's the empowerment that you feel. Um, and women like to do it together, so you know, you'll go to a gym, any gym, and you'll go to a class and you'll see predominantly women because guys don't. They yeah. just go to the weight section, lift weights, generally. Um, women like to do it together. So a lot of the stuff that we do at Misfits is a lot of community activity, marketing stuff. So getting girls together to work out together, having shakes, educating on on when to have your shake post-workout, why to have it, and just like, you know, bringing, bringing girls together to just like inspire each other. Yeah, like it's almost like a new form of social activity, mm -hmm. isn't it? Like you said, it's almost replacing the the drinks after work mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, which I, is, is very yeah, interesting. Yeah, I just think, for me, I, I have a drink on the weekend. Yeah. I love going out. And during the week, I work hard, mm. Monday to Friday, and... If I'm seeing a friend, we'll say, let's go to the gym, then let's grab dinner after. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a great, it's just a great way to end your day. Some, mm. And actually, I used to be so lethargic after a day of doing not very much at uni. And now, yeah, you might be tired. I actually have a quick shake, go to mm. the gym. And I'm so glad that I went. Yeah. You know, you get into bed, you, you, you sleep better. Yeah. You, yeah, it's just great. <laughs> Maybe I need to find a training partner. Maybe that's the key. <laughs> Go to the gym with me and Kira. Because no, I've seen I've seen Kira's uh, <laughs> yeah, Instagram. Strong. She'll put me through my paces. Like, I don't think I'm ready for that. But I, yeah, because I, I go to the gym in the morning and I find that it's really helpful for all the things you've mentioned, like clearing your head to start the day. Finds It gives me more energy for the day and everything like that. And But I find the whole social aspect of it very interesting mm -hmm. because there's obviously... You know, people like Barry's boot camp and all that kind of stuff. But they've kind of introduced this working out as a group, and there's a lot more kind of startups that are trying to do boot camps and fitness sessions and fitness classes. For you know, there was a whole trend of spinning classes, mm -hmm. and you know, there's always something. And yoga and Pilates have obviously mm -hmm. becoming more and more popular, um, and they're kind of group exercises as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the social aspect of working out and keeping fit is very important. Yeah. Not just physically, mm -hmm. but mentally. Yeah, I think like, you know, I have learned a lot over the past couple of years about how to train, but I way prefer going with a friend to yeah. a class. And, you know, it's fun. It's more of a, a friendly environment, if the gym, if you can call it friendly. You know, I can't, I can't say I adore going to the gym and lifting on my own because 
I don't, mm. but I do like going on my own and just, you know, getting stuff done. But you're right, it is that it is that sense of kind of community and the social media side of things. There's so many, so many boutique studios now in London that have just crop up all over the place, fit like 40 to 50 people in a class. Mm. Um, and then you've got the trainer like, yeah, go for it, go for it. And someone's yeah. pushing you um, and you definitely work harder than you would on your own. So I can see why they're so popular for yeah. sure. And do you think the sense of community is as important for you as misfits as well? Because you've obviously got the hashtag on your Instagram that you use, which is make every sweat count. If mm -hmm. I've got it right, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, so like introducing things like that, is that kind of a way to introduce a kind of community feel to the brand as well? Yeah, I mean, this is another kind of way that we shine um, as a as a fitness nutrition brand. You've got to have a community. We call them misfitters. Mm. You know, how's misfits helped your journey? Um, feel part of our community. Make every sweat count. Come to our events. We do run clubs throughout the summer every other week um, with a brand on the Kings Road. We start their store, run through Battersea Park and come back and have a shake. And it is, you know getting girls together to train together and and want to hashtag it and want to post mm. about it um and just feel feel a part of it because i know that it is quite daunting for females and we don't want it to be daunting for females because there's no reason why it should be yeah and who has been the biggest influence on you in your life Hmm. I mean, this is probably cliche, but it's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> he he's just such a hard worker. He always has been, and he's always taught us, me and my sisters, you know, be kind to people in work. Um, everyone should be equal. Mm -hmm. So, however big a company grows, um, everyone's on the same level as you, and if you treat them with respect then you're going to see a lot more in return. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely him. Like, be calm. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't shout, you know, just... It's that whole mindfulness as well. I think that's something that really helps me with the gym. But, you know, I wake up in the morning and it's like, okay, I've woken up, but maybe don't look at my phone for five minutes yeah. because, don't get me wrong, I'm addicted to my phone, <laughs> but, like, just think about your day ahead and just focus on yourself before you need to have this glaring screen mm. in your eye and see what everyone else is up to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely him. Um, I think that's it. Probably a bit cliche, yeah. but... No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's... It, I'm a mum, love you mum. <laughs> again, it's really interesting because a lot of people do say the people who are around them, like their dads, their, their friends, yeah. their, their family and stuff, yeah. which I find massively interesting. Um, but you mentioned kind of you know that waking up in the morning mm -hmm. and trying to not check your phone and stuff mm. do you do any other like I guess fitness practices other than going to the gym do you do like yoga yeah. pilates do you try meditation mm -hmm. do you do anything like that as well yeah so I did get an app on my phone which was about which was for meditation but it, I just like listened to the rain in bed so yeah. I didn't really like that um but I do pilates I try to do pilates once a week because I find it's it's you know as much as you can do strength training and hit training you mm. can overwork your body so I try to just do two strength training sessions a week two hit sessions a week and then one Pilates mobility yoga yeah. I find yoga I'm, I'm not great at yoga but you know something that's a bit strenuous but also really really stretching yeah. you out 
Um, so I love that. There's one around the corner from me that I like to go to. Um, but it is just kind of during your day, just even going out for a 10 minute walk, yeah. like to, to Tesco, when you're going to get your lunch to just clear your head, you're sitting in an office, you're working or you're doing, and you know, we all have ideas in the office. We're all bouncing ideas off each other and we're all opinionated. So we mm. all have different ideas and it can be, can be all quite all consuming. Quite yeah, definitely. Like in a good way, yeah. but also in a way that's like, okay, and breathe, go and, and think like, you know, just, just take a few deep breaths and relax and and I do find that just sort of that clears your head to yeah. just do that even for 10 minutes a day yeah yeah definitely I, I try and stick by doing that even if it's just like you said 10 minutes at lunch mm-hmm. just go for that walk go get some fresh air it's really mm-hmm. important fresh air oh my gosh yeah. in the stuffy office you're like oh, I need to go outside and it's not even fresh in London it's probably all polluted anyway yeah, it's but fresher than fresher you know, than inside in, exactly um so how big how big is the team that you kind of have at the minute mm-hmm. like how many people is in the team so it's myself and jacob we are responsible for sales and then i do marketing and mm-hmm. he does strategy you know like the, the future for the business henry does um operations mm-hmm. so new product development logistics we do have a logistics house that do all of our online orders henry deals with them um teffy who does all our digital media so she grows us online you know, getting us up SEO, AdWords, Facebook, yeah. Instagram. Um, and then we have an intern as well. Okay. So helping us writing content. Yeah. Um, and then we just have loads of contributions from from influencers and nutritionists and people in the industry. But yeah, yeah it's a really small team. And how do you find the, obviously, as you'll, you know, hopefully grow as a company, how do you find the kind of management side of what you have to do as well? Do you deal with that with in terms of like, Letting intern know what she does and you know the digital online yeah stuff do you do you have to manage that personally or how does that kind of balance um, work we work very closely together um we get on really well and we bounce ideas off each other um i think obviously it's important to take kind of a managerial stance for over anyone just to make sure that they're, they're doing their job but the beauty of a startup is that we are all in it together so we all try new products yeah. when they come into the office. You know, I can imagine as the company grows or as any company grows into like a huge business, you lose that control over someone else's role. And it's great that we can all pitch in. You know, I hear I hear all their conversations on the phone um, and know everything that's going on. Yeah. And especially as a business is growing, like it's it's just great we're learning we're learning the ins and outs of how to grow it um and i think that to all be on an equal playing field yeah. is really important wicked and what what does the future hold mm. in the next say like five years so um our dream is to be in a leading supermarket in the country mm-hmm. elite we're in holland and barrett but another leading health store mm-hmm. in the country um and is the Holland the Barrett thing is that nationwide yeah that we're in like three select? we're in 300 stores oh wow that's amazing um so we are I mean I went like because I'm from Manchester originally and I went up to Manchester and on the way I went via Birmingham and da, 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 and I stopped off at a number of stores every it? Holland the Barrett on the way home <laughs> I literally <laughs> planned a route yeah and I was in the car for like seven hours but I was in the middle of Banbury and yeah. I was like oh my god it's yeah. our product which is really cool going home from Manchester via Bristol and <laughs> no. Exeter up to Scotland and that yeah. um so so yeah that's really exciting 
we we want to be everywhere yeah. basically um it's a high aspiration but i'm yeah. very confident we can do it yeah i think so i think you've got the the platforms there in terms of what you've already done mm-hmm. the products there you know mm-hmm. the branding's there the where you've placed yourself within the market is mm-hmm. there so hopefully you know touch wood <laughs> um, it's not even wood <laughs> yeah then. um it will all pay off for you guys because yeah. if it sounds like everything's been you know really well received so far yeah and you sound like you know what you've got going on hopefully and your plans I think, I, think um, I know something I don't know I've learned a lot I've definitely learned a lot over the past 14 months I'm a yeah. different person to who I was when yeah. we started the company but okay. it's all a good good yeah. all good learning what's been the biggest lesson in the past 14 months um oh my god honestly it's literally you're growing a business from nothing to something yeah and you've just got to have the courage to, when you do have your knockbacks, if you do get no's from shops and retailers, you just think, well, our product's sick, so you're <laughs> going to want us eventually. Yeah. And and that's it. Like, you know, we all kind of encourage and push each other along the way and, and just say, okay, well, tomorrow's a new day, so let's go for it again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just kind of being courageous and, and just having faith that, you know, it's going to continue to grow. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I've got last couple of questions mm-hmm. for you. So first of all, if you could roll back time and give yourself, younger self, some yeah. advice. So let's say like, you know, pre-uni, mm-hmm. some advice. What three things would you tell yourself to start doing? Mm-hmm. And what one thing would you tell yourself to stop doing? So this isn't necessarily related to misfits. But pre-uni, I would say, don't bother about what other people think. I mean, it kind of is to do with misfits because people probably thought we were absolutely crazy going into this. Um, Don't worry what people think and what people say because this is something that I've learned through all of our mindfulness and our kind of events that we've done. Often when people talk badly about Mm. someone or something, it's because they've got their own insecurities. Focus on yourself don't focus on other people um don't worry if you don't know what you want to do I think a lot of people at uni are like what am I going to do what am I going to study I studied politics and Mm. then journalism and then I went into fitness yeah you know and you learn lessons along the way and you 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 change as a person so you don't always end up in the job that you're doing but just enjoy your younger kind of uni experiences and a third one, don't know, just have fun. Mm. I think I always did have fun, but just just go for the ride. Yeah. Just don't let anything stress you out. Yeah. And just try and just try and be positive. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely a more positive person now. Probably because I'm more mature and older, but mm. are they good? I don't know. <laughs> well, you're probably doing something as well that you, you're really passionate about. Yeah. And, you know, that tends to, to come off in terms of your mental space as well as when you're actually doing something yeah. and pursuing something that you believe in and have a lot of passion for, your kind of outlook tends to be a lot more positive rather mm. than being sucked into something that you don't want to be doing and you you know, deep down you don't want to be there, so you're kind of thinking that mm-hmm. that headspace as well. Well, when I went from journalism into fitness, I you can imagine I was I was nervous mm. um to, to jump from one industry to the other. But I just did yeah. because that was what my heart was saying and it paid off. So, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, it's definitely an definitely a important message to get mm-hmm. across to people. Um, okay, and then final question. Mm-hmm. 
for you as Tara, not mm. as Misfits, mm-hmm. what would be your ultimate happiness goal? For me, uh, so obviously, I mean, if it's not to do with Misfits, I do want to really, I've always, always wanted to run a super successful business mm-hmm. and that will make me happy. But it's just about having the right support system around you, a network of friends, family, people that care about you, because that's ultimately what makes you happy. Yeah. You know, sharing our success with my friends because they're genuinely happy. Yeah. Um, get married, have loads of babies and, <laughs> <laughs> and have Breed a dog. Like rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> so, fair enough. Sounds fairly simple. Yeah. It's good. It's good to keep it simple like that. Um, so before we wrap up and yeah. before we sign out, can you let people know where they can find Misfits yeah. online, where they can follow you online, mm-hmm. you know, all those kind of social handles and etc. Yeah, so our website is misfitsnutrition.com. We've got a magazine which is loads of hacks, lifestyle, blog posts, loads of stuff. And then we've got a shop page um, to check us out. We've got lots of yummy, delicious protein products. Instagram is at misfitsnutrition. And then my Instagram is at camera eats because the camera eats first. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit Love silly. That. Um, so that's me. And yeah, we're available in our sachets in Holland and Barrett. And watch this space. Hopefully we'll be in lots more places to come early next year. Fingers crossed. I'll Fingers definitely crossed. be keeping an eye on, you know, where you guys go yeah. from, from now, in, especially in the next year. So yeah. come next June. Yeah, maybe we can come back two. next June and chat again. Exactly. <laughs> do a part two, a second birthday celebration. Yeah. You can bring me one of those protein kits. <laughs> <laughs> I will do. Um, cool. Amazing. Thanks for joining me. It's been great. Um, and yeah, good luck with everything. So guys, there's Tara's story and how she's built up Misfits along with her partners into this bubbling brand of fitness and nutrition and everything else that comes along with it. So it's really, really great stuff in there, you know, from how they just went out there and just decided to do this this thing that they've come up with, even down to how they've branded their product, the name they've come up with. Everything has been very specific and the way they've targeted their market the way they've you know only been running for a year just over a year and they've managed to get themselves into Holland and Barrett one of the biggest fitness and well-being stores in the UK which is amazing and to be in 300 stores across the UK is is, is incredible so um, some really great nuggets of information in there a really great tale on how to you know build a startup essentially so if you're out there and you're kind of thinking about doing your own thing hopefully there's a lot of learnings you can take from Tara and, and the story that she's just told us as ever if you've got any thoughts or any more questions you can hit me up on twitter at i am alex manzi you can also head over to itunes search dreamers disease and leave a review if you've liked this episode make sure you share it with your friends if you've got a friend who is looking to start something up make sure you share this episode with them because there's a lot of really relevant information in there that hopefully that they can take on board so thank you very much for listening i'll catch you next time and go out there and keep chasing those dreams